<laughs> I'll see your reticle graph in hell. Um, <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 123 of the Erasable Podcast. I'm Tim, birthday boy Wassum, joined by my hey. favorite co-hosts, Andy Welfley and Johnny Gamber. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, happy hey, birthday. Ha- happy birthday. Thank you. Thank Maybe you. we'll sing later. I, I actually like, had somebody today at school make the joke of like, oh, you're one year younger or whatever. And I was like, actually, technically I am because I've been gray since I was 15. So it's almost like I'm, it's almost like I'm aging in reverse. So yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm catching up to my actual age. Um, so, what yeah, is your actual age, Tim? I'm 32 years old. Yay. Oh, I thought you were 31. Uh, no, that was last 30, year. That's a that's good old. age. That's, 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 that's so age. 2018. Yeah, I was. A, that's, <laughs> no, I'm 32 years old. So. You're Thanks, still yeah. not as old as I was when we started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a friend of mine today who's like, "You're still, or you've just now caught up to the age that I was when I taught you in college." So, that was. Oh man, that's funny. Um, but yeah. Tonight is a special episode. We've got a special guest we want to introduce, and we are, are joined by Jenny from the Three Staples blog. So, hey, Jenny, how's it going? Hello, guys. We're so excited to have you. I feel like we were just talking, like when you are talking about Three Staples podcast the last episode, two episodes ago, whenever that was. Yeah, like, like we, should our... have, we should have her on, and then Tim just messaged you, and here you are. Yeah. Was, happened. Yeah. Um, thanks for Magic. having me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks so for having me. Yeah. I'm not British, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were British for some reason. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> Jenny sounds British. <laughs> like, wash my tea if you're British. Oh, goodness. Wow. <laughs> wow, Johnny. That was Thanks, offensive. Johnny. I'm offensive to my own people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll be asking you some questions about Three Staples and hearing about your, your blog, which we're big fans of. We were talking about the other, uh, I guess, one or two episodes ago, whenever that was, when we were talking about our, our favorite stationary superlatives. But before we uh, get to that, we're, we're happy to have you join us to talk about our first two segments to talk about our tools of the trade and our fresh points. So, uh, Jenny, would you start us off with tools of the trade and tell us what you're consuming and what you're writing with right now? Yeah, um, right now I'm drinking coffee. Um, it's Phil's Coffee called Yay, Human Phil's. Phil's, yeah, it's a local chain, but I think they're also expanding into other cities. But mm. the one I'm drinking is called New Manhattan. It's one of their um, lighter roasts. Um mm. So that's what I'm drinking. I'm um, I'm using a Roban notebook. It's a spiral notebook with yellow off, like really light yellow uh, paper inside. And, what color is the cover? Oh, uh, right. It is medium gray. Medium gray with yellow text on the cover. Oh, yeah, I bought that one for my wife. It's so good looking. Yeah, I, it's one of my favorite notebooks. And yeah, yeah it's my, my go-to uh notebook that i use for three staples related stuff <laughs> and it has these clear plastic sleeves in the back where you can store random notes and it's got an elastic band nice. closure yeah and i am using a very short ibm electrographic pencil Ooh, nice that is a deep yeah. cut nice. yeah it's one of my favorite vintage pencils and um, I'm using that with um, this pencil cap called Sonic Cupot or Cupot. It's one of my favorite pencil caps from Jet Pens. Nice. Oh, I love Jet Pens. Yeah. 
They just take my money. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> that free shipping, though. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm so also using um, Field Notes uh, National Parks, the Mount Rainier one. Oh, yeah, in, that's, a good, that's yeah. a good one. It's inside the leather daily carry at the moment. And, um, yeah, that's what I'm writing in. Um, that's my paper and pen cool. set up right now. So uh, what have you been enjoying as far as like maybe shows or podcasts or things you've been listening to and things like that? Oh, yeah. I, I don't really watch TV that much. I've Good, been yeah. getting... <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting back into anime, so I sometimes watch that. Um, and I listen to way too many podcasts. Uh, hmm. I, yeah, I, I need to like file bankruptcy and just listen to all the recent episodes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I keep starting new ones. And uh, the one of the new ones that I started is uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Um, I don't usually listen to comedy podcasts, but I thought, why not? Um, and it's, it's really funny. Uh, it's so great. So, I was just talking about this before we got you on the line, actually. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, really? I, I was just talking about this. Yeah, I was listening to it today. Yeah, it's really funny. So mm-hmm. I've been binge listening that, and then I started another one called the the soundtrack show. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it. They the host is really good at explaining music theory and um, um, yeah. So it just breaks down types of music that the films use and very good very conversational and makes music theory accessible to people like me who never learned music theory yeah, so that's a great idea yeah that yeah, great. yeah i won't i'm only a few episodes in but so far so good hmm. oh and i watched uh my one of my favorite films in the theater recently it's an oldie it's called um millennium actress it's an anime uh film Directed by Satoshi Kon, and um, it's from 2001, but I think it still holds up. Mm. And um, it's, uh, I think it's being re-released. Uh, uh, it's being remastered and released as DVD. So uh, that's why I was in the theater, and um, I just couldn't uh, pass up the opportunity to see it in the theater again. Um, it's really good. It's about a retired actress and a documentary filmmaker trying to interview her and talk mm. to her about her past life and really takes good advantage of the medium and it's just interweaving like reality with memories and beautiful soundtrack too so i highly recommend it if you're uh interested in anime at all nice awesome how about you johnny um so i just finished mindhunter season two last night did you guys watch mindhunter Never seen on it. Netflix. So it's about um, the FBI unit that coined the term serial killer, and they interviewed serial killers. And in season two, they had um, Charles Manson on, which was entertaining. And um, you know, the language in it is like really uh, mature. And one of the lead actors is the guy who did the voice of Kristoff from Frozen. So it's really kind of ironic to hear him <laughs> using those words. Uh-huh. But um, and the other lead is a guy. He was in Fight Club. He has like, I don't know how to describe me. He's really, really enormous guy with blue eyes who um, said, yes, his name is Robert Paulson. He's got that like really great voice, but they're a really good duo. But um, you know, most of the people I talk to haven't watched it because it's kind of dark or they don't haven't finished it. But 
you know, dark's okay. Yeah. But uh, I, I have weird dreams after watching it about packing for trips. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense because they're so they're um they teach in the road school where they go around and teach different police units, and um their rental cars are frequently Ford Fairmont. So my first car was a 1982 Ford Fairmont. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of good nostalgia, and um, not on TV. I just finished a book called Why Buddhism Is True by a man whose name I forget. Um. It's a book about evolutionary psychology and how um, a lot of the traditional proscriptions of Buddhism and prescriptions for how to fix it, for you know what's wrong with people and how to get your thinking more straight, were scientifically true, even though they didn't know they were scientifically true. But um, yeah, it's in- interesting. I don't know if you guys have an interest in evolutionary psychology, where. Um, you know, I didn't until now. But. Yeah, you're, <laughs> he goes through all the ways that your brain is designed to um, propagate your genes and how that's really good in a hunter-gatherer society, but now it just basically makes you miserable and a jerk. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. And um, yeah, it's it's a good book. It was sort of at certain parts, I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, we get it. But it got really good toward the end. And uh, I just binge read Kindred, Kindred by Octavia Butler which is a time travel book um, about. Yeah, um, so there's a lady in 1976 who gets transported back to the Eastern shore of Maryland in 1815. And then a few time periods after that, it's really, really, really good. Hmm. They talk about Baltimore. Like it's very far away and very like cosmopolitan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are on the Eastern shore. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a totally really, really good book. Um, I didn't realize that. Everybody in the world's read that book except me, but I have not. Now I've read it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's cheap on Amazon right now. My sister-in-law gave it to me for Christmas. I do like Octavia Butler. Yeah, I'd never read any of her books before. It was like, I mean, I think people classify it as science fiction because it involves time travel, but you know, there's no time machine. It's sort of magic, so it's more just you know. It's kind of like. Have you ever read the time time traveler's wife? No, it's uh, Audrey Niffenegger wrote it, and um, it's it's about like a a guy who sort of like involuntarily time travels the way that some people like sneeze and just about that their their kind of like non linear relationship, and it's really interesting. And it is classified, I think, as sci fi, even though yeah, it's not like there's no technology involved. So I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, in Kindred, um, she gets pulled back to save the life of someone who winds up being her um, slave-owning ancestor, which is not a spoiler. Like you found this out right away in the in the book. Yeah. So every time he gets in trouble, she gets sucked back in time from wherever she is to help him and save his life. Wow. So then there's so you know the master-slave dialectic, and he needs her and she needs him, and they become sort of friends. Like it's it's cool. I'm I'm wondering if anyone's ever made it into a film because it would be a really good film although yeah. really hard to watch in some parts. Oh, I bet. Yeah. But um, I am writing in a 4th of July notebook, the last few pages of my last 4th of July notebook with uh, Blackwing 42, which matches it perfectly. Hmm. What's that, Blackwing? Is that a new Blackwing? <laughs> oh, we haven't talked about that on the show yet. <laughs> yeah, no. Blackwing <laughs> XXXII. No, oh, no sure. it wouldn't be XXXII. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get in that detail, I'm sure. Yeah, how about you, Andy? Um, well, um, I read a really good, super short book. Um, so I we went to Seattle last weekend for Katie's birthday uh, to hang out with some friends. And 
Um, there's this book that they just turned into a movie. Uh, they're starting to show in theaters called Where'd You Go, Bernadette? And I, it was a really great book to read while I was going to Seattle because it's set in Seattle. And so like all of these kind of like observations about the city of Seattle that this character is making in the book, um, you can sort of like observe too. Like I've been to Seattle a number of times, but never really just kind of for fun. Um, so like she's always complaining about like how every intersection in Seattle is a five-way stop. And I was noticing that myself. I was like, look, every intersection is a five-way stop. Um, but it's about, um, what is it Fiction about? Fiction is real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the person who, uh, who wrote it, like clearly had a kind of a deep knowledge of Seattle. And it's this character, this woman who was an architect, um, in the nineties and, kind of gave it up and became a mother and her husband is like an executive at Microsoft and they have this this kid who's a genius and there's like all these kind of like interesting hijinks that happen to them and it ends up they end up in Antarctica that's part of the plot so um they there's a movie with uh who is in that movie um some some good people um oh that that pretty actress I, I'm forgetting her name right now yeah um uh, Kate Blanchett is in it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, and Kristen Wiig is in it. Judy Greer is in it. Um, so yeah, it should be um, should be really good. So I'm we, I kind of watched it. Katie had read it a while ago, and she really wanted to see the movie, so she told me to to read the book before we went to see it. So did that. Um, I actually spent um, the weekend last weekend sick with a fever in bed. So mm. uh, well, that will get get into my. Um, Pincho narrative, um, but it, <laughs> but basically we discovered that on Netflix there are old reruns of Jeopardy from like the eighties. What they, really? They have every uh, season opener of Jeopardy from like nineteen eighty four. Wow! And it is it is fascinating to watch. Like it, what's one thing that's great about it is like you can see Alex Trebek from back when he like gave a crap, and also <laughs> like. I know, I know. We're all supposed to be nice to Alex Trebek because he has cancer, but he's kind of a he's kind of a dick. Like he's <laughs> he interacts with the participants and the contestants, and like he 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 never really like listens to them in the segment when they're supposed to banter, and he kind of like lightly makes fun of them all the time. Like he just like I I really don't like Alex Trebek very much, but I I really like Alex Trebek of like the early days because he was like into it. He was like yeah. into this. Thing. so i mean I, I guess when you've been doing it for like like 36 years like yeah you'd probably like <laughs> be get tired of it too yeah now when you watch it now it, it does sort of feel like every time somebody tells a story he's like yeah it's a great story okay like, now moving yeah. on he's like yeah. phoning it in now cool. Cool. how many bodies cool. in your cool. closet good yeah. story but yeah. he he it, like it's it's then really found five bucks yeah great because yeah. <laughs> the questions are definitely it seemed easier like i feel like i'm better at like 1984 jeopardy than i am at current day jeopardy <laughs> so, um but it, it's just it's just really interesting to watch like there's some people there's this one woman in one season opening who look she, she looked like it was uh 80 bryant playing a contestant on jeopardy in the 80s like she's <laughs> Just like looks like Eddie Brighton in like an '80s wig and like some big fake glasses. <laughs> it's really good. Um, but yeah, it's I, if anybody likes Jeopardy and just like wants to watch some like just some like old Jeopardy, like totally find that and watch it. Um, and I'm writing with um, that same mystery Blackwing pencil that Johnny made. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, my trusty Baron Fig uh, confidant, which is where I keep my show notes. Tim, how about you? I've been reading more than usual, so I've mm. I've kind of I've been watching less TV and have. I think I've talked about this before, but I've decided to think about reading like I think about watching TV, where it's like, I don't like having just one book going at a time, uh, just like I wouldn't watch one show at a time. I typically kind of jump around. So I've got three books that I'm like actively reading right now. Um, wow. I'm actually making like parallel progress <laughs> through these books. <laughs> I, on my Kindle, it says like, you're 40% through this one, 35% through this one, and through it, whatever. But um. The first one, and I might have talked about this before, but I'm picking it back up to finish it, uh, which is called A Lucky Man by Jamel Brinkley. Uh, it's a book of short stories, and he was kind of a, a phenom in the, the short story collection world last year. Uh, I think it was it was nominated for a National Book Award. He didn't win, but it was nominated. And it's a really incredible collection of stories. Uh, it's his first book. Uh, these stories are based in, I mean, so far that I've read are based in um, some African-American uh, within African-American families that are in Brooklyn and in the Bronx so far. And I, I, I've, there are six stories I haven't read yet, so I don't know where it's going to go from here, but they're really incredible. And it's one of those books that just feels like this is what fiction is supposed to do. You know, um, it gets me into a world that's very different from my own, but like makes me feel what they're feeling and see what they're seeing and see them as like, there's there's nothing stereotypical about his characters, and I really appreciate that. And it's really fascinating reading. So I, I can't recommend it highly enough. I mean, I've read the first, like, 60 pages, and I, I can tell it's a book that I'm going to revisit um, in the future. So uh, I'm reading that. I'm also reading A Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan, which I think won the Pulitzer. It was several years ago. Uh, I heard her interviewed on Fresh Air once, and she's really cool and smart. I need to listen to that. I need to yeah. listen to that because so this this book is I'm kind of on a, sh- a short story kick, and and especially with with these two, and it, this is a novel, but it's every chapter could stand alone as a short story, mm-hmm. uh, but it kind of keeps there's there's one common character Benny through the whole thing, and he's either like a secondary character or a primary character in all of these stories. Um, and so you could read each of them just by themselves or read it as a, as a complete unit. And it's a, it makes for a really beautiful novel about the music industry. Hmm. So, um, it starts out following this high school band and then the various pieces of that high school band as they sort of spread throughout the world for the rest of their lives. So, um, it's a really, really great book. And I actually picked it up on recommendation from Jason Isbell, you know, on like one of our, weekly mm-hmm. phone conversations that we have yeah. um when <laughs> uh, on twitter he talked about yeah. it on twitter and i was like okay i need to read that if he liked it then i'll probably like it along uh, with the then, 30 to 50 uh, feral hogs exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and one of my favorite this baseball writer that i follow on twitter his name is jeff passan he actually uh posted something about uh major league baseball players got a notice from the main office saying like hey guys stop taking the um male enhancement pills from gas stations because it's going to make you fail your drug test. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. You know, they actually had to send that information and then this Jeff Passon tweeted about it and then Jason Isbell like totally like dunked on him like grammar wise and like was like oh gosh I didn't know and he like called him out for making it sound like the baseball players were having sex in gas stations and it was just this like really <laughs> funny really funny interaction. Um, so uh-huh. that sorry that might have been inappropriate but it was really 
Uh, I just liked uh, the grammar thing that like, made me happy. I was like, he's my favorite songwriter and he knows grammar. Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> that's where my head was. And then uh, lastly, I'm, and this is, I, I've, I don't know if I've had a time in my life that I've been reading three books that I've liked as much as these. And the last one is Kitchens of the Great Midwest. And uh, Andy, you need to get on this one. Um, it's a very Midwest novel. Um, <laughs> it's in the best way. I mean, it's it's he set out to write it. This novel. What are you saying? I'm I'm San Francisco native, like right, born and raised West right. Coast. Can't fool us, yeah. Andy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you reek of the region. No. Um, so I, uh, I it's it's a it's a novel that follows a family uh, that came out of Minnesota, a really like strict Lutheran family, and then uh, two siblings, and then the progeny of those two siblings that like, kind of left that community and came south and became like engulfed in this food like sort of foodie world, but not in like a snooty way. It's, it's really, it's a beautiful book and it's, um, yeah, can't recommend it enough. I found, I found that one and actually J Ryan straight, uh, straddle who wrote that one and Jamel Brinkley both have really excellent episodes of, uh, other people podcast, which I've talked about before. So if yeah. you listen to other people, the other PPL, it's kind of like Mark Marin WTF, but for writers, um, yeah. Jamel Brinkley and J Ryan straddle have excellent episodes of that. Um, so and I am writing with a Blackwing Natural, and I am using my first of my Field Notes Wilco collaboration, and I went with uh, the Nels Klein, the lead guitarist. So that was my my favorite. Which edition. notebook is that? This is the one that has like it's sort of split straight down the middle with white on the right, and like sort of mm. wine colored on the left with blue field notes and there's these like polka dots going throughout it and random oh, lines nice. it is it's it's awesome and so this is this is the first one i've uh busted out from the collection i started it yesterday so nice yeah cool. um well let's let's uh hustle into fresh points and jenny let's go back to you uh w- what's been going on with you stationary oh. wise mm-hmm <laughs> Well, uh, over the weekend, I went to the San Francisco Pen Show. Um, uh, yeah, it's in Redwood City, not in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I've talked to so many people who have been like, okay, where should I stay in San Francisco? I was like, well, you're going to well, take a car or take a, take a really long lift ride down there. Right. That's yeah. what I ended up doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it, it, was, it was fun. I finally got to meet uh, Brad and Mike from the Pen Addict Podcast. Um, I was really nervous. I'm sure I made a weird first impression, but they were really nice. <laughs> they were sweet. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I couldn't stay too long, so there were um, other people I failed to say hi to, but um, it was a really good experience. Um, a little overwhelming since I wasn't planning on buying any fountain pens. I mean, it's a fountain pen show, but... Uh, did, did you? What's that? Did you buy any? Uh, no, I didn't buy any okay. pens. Um, yeah, he said but, you weren't planning... Planning to so oh, <laughs> and it doesn't hurt to look. In, in this world, we're so used to people folding and then ending up spending the money. So yeah, uh, we, were, we were expecting <laughs> that to be a lead up to. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. And they blame <laughs> all the podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I managed to get a few bottles of fountain pen inks, so did some retail therapy there, and uh, yeah, I got some pen uh, fountain pen inks from this new to me brand called Vinta. And they're they're based in the Philippines. So I got to, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying those. Um, yeah, it was fun. I, I, I was hoping I would see you there, Andy, but didn't happen. Oh, man. I'll talk about this a little bit in my section. But, yeah, I was. Okay. I, I, I don't know if I've ever had FOMO more than this weekend. Mm. Yeah. 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 
Did Did you meet um, Anna Reiner or like Leigh Reyes who were there? No, I did not. Yeah, yeah. Leah is, is fantastic, and Anna Anna was. Uh, I think she was working the Van Ness Pens booth. Yeah, I mean, I saw her, but like she was busy with customers. So I, mm. I saw Pen uh, Matt from Pen Habit as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, I missed saying hi to a whole bunch of people. But it was nice to see. Uh, it was nice to see people I've only seen on Instagram and you know online. Yeah. So um, let's see what else. I just opened the Wilco edition. I got it right away, but I didn't open it until a couple days ago, and mm. I think it looks fantastic. Um, yeah. Did you guys see the in, the inside the slipcase, the lining inside the slipcase? It's really nice. Yeah. Inside like, the slipcase? Yeah, yeah, inside oh. the slipcase. BRB. Oh, BRB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. Um, let me grab it too. Uh, yeah, the inside it's like a, a light gray with white oh. pattern on it. How about that? Yeah, it's really I mean the details like that really get me. They they're yeah. amazing details. It has yeah, it has like a pattern printed on the inside. That's amazing. I yeah. did not notice that. Yeah, I, I uh disclaimer, I don't really listen to Wilco. I've heard of them. I, I don't follow them at all though. But this is this looks fantastic. Still an awesome addition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I got it. Even yeah. Though, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then they're like really pushing this one. My local shop, you know, here in Baltimore where, you know, Wilco's just another band, they carry it. Hmm. And for like what was what was it listed at? Twenty seven dollars? They sell it for twenty nine, which is pretty good. Yeah. I still I wonder... haven't seen anything about them uh discontinuing like it being a limited edition at any, any point every everywhere i keep looking it doesn't say anything about like get them while you can like, what, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, and they made that big they made that big deal of like um it says like doesn't it say like oh one like wilco it f- yeah. wilco field no- oh field yeah yeah the one. item number yeah. yep yeah. yeah 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 i really love that that it's not white cover it's like a really light gray cover yeah. Mm-hmm. And and as usual, I was looking at the specs, and it says the cover is French construction, hundred pound C, in grout gray. And I noticed that um, we saw that previously in the design trilogy field notes. Do you guys have those? Oh yeah, singles? yeah. yeah. Yep. I love those. Yeah, that's yeah. another one of my favorites. So I was really happy yeah. to see it again. And it was in the tournament of books, uh, rooster singles from 2015. Same cover. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have such an amazing, we'll talk about this later, but I love your just encyclopedic knowledge of like the the field notes um, (laughs) features. It's called obsession. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I I, I like, I really like chasing details like that, but yeah, yeah, I was really, I really like that gray. So it was good to see it again. I don't know which one I should use first though. They're all, they're all fantastic. Maybe the one with the, let's see. The John Sturrott. How do you pronounce his name? Oh, yeah. Sturrott. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That one. It's like a dark green with blue illustration of trees. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Did you see the uh, on the back? It's got the dog face. Uh, face oh, face yeah. of the dog kind of like hidden in there. Yeah. yeah. That, I was trying to decide between actually that one, the one I chose, or the uh, the the red one, the Pat Sansone edition oh. that has the triangles and like the three-dimensional shapes drawn all over it and that one. Yeah, I like that. Can't one. really go wrong with them. Yeah. No, no. So yeah, that was an instant buy for me, and I was supposed to get my CW pencils order yesterday, but then it didn't happen. Hmm. I ordered Just... the the 
Apsara elephant jumbo pencils after reading your post, Johnny. Oh, wow, they're so pretty. <laughs> they're coming. Mm. I, I, I got two sets, and they're coming. Yeah, I just ordered a second one, too. Oh, wow. They're yeah, really nice. I, I really like jumbo pencils for some reason. I just have to buy them. <laughs> yeah. Do you get the CW Pencils quarterly um, pencil box set, Ginny? No. Okay, yeah. Mine is, they just they just sent them out, like, maybe, like, yesterday, so... I'm hoping to get those pretty soon. Mm. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, I think those are all my fresh points. Nice. Cool. How about you, Johnny? Um, so I'll put off talking about the Blackwing for a minute. Um, today, Write Notepads announced their... So I think they said they're not doing um, seasonal editions anymore, but it's their newest... Um, limited edition called the copper anniversary to honor their seventh year in existence. Hmm. So, um, I know Andy, you ordered some, did you guys see them? Andy, and I got it. I'm Andy, Ginny and uh, Tim. I saw pictures, but I, I did not order any. Yeah. So they, they, um, they went back to the pure binding. I'm excited which, about that. Yeah. I liked it. And then when they started doing the staples, it's like, Ooh, I hope they keep doing the staples because <laughs> I like to turn my notebook sideways. And those are like, you know, a nice canvas. Uh, but um, these are back to the old box style, which is really awesome. And they're um, they're a dark red, which is supposed to echo um, Pantone 420, which was the color they used on their old <laughs> uh, craft cover, <laughs> craft covered uh, spiral books. Uh -huh. So it's sort of like a nod to that. And then it has uh, copper stamping as a nod to their first um, limited edition to the Lenore. And like, oh, they're so pretty. Yeah, and they only did seven hundred. So by the time this comes out, they're probably gone. But yeah, check as of check. as of recording, maybe like six five hours later, um, still in stock. But I'm, yeah, I was at the for... I was at the zoo today, and I was really worried I wasn't going to get them. Like, oh man, <laughs> and like I mean the um, the Fourth of July ones were so pretty, and like I said, I'm just finish finishing it up, and the the dot grip was nice. But like these are really something else. It's just yeah. like classic. Chris design perfect. Yeah. And um as a quick note, they started making their um their notebooks that were in brown. They were doing uh pistachio, which is sort of like a mint green and black. And now they've just added blue and red. And like but it's like blue, blue and red, red, which is what mm. they should call them. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know if it's like the whole line, but I know like the meeting book and the um the landscape notebook they make, which I think that's one of their kind of unique things. And um, so the other thing we definitely need to talk about is the Blackwing 42, the fall release from Blackwing. Uh, Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy edition. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they they did a party in um in New York and Brooklyn at, um, what's, this, what's the place called? Rough Trade? Rough Trade. Party. And, yeah. And, and they uh, had a launch party. Yeah, and then if you were a subscriber, they sent you a link so that you could watch um, Alex talk about the release when it came out, which was pretty cool because I really wanted to go, but it didn't work out. But uh, yeah, that was cool. The only, I guess there was some sort of hiccup they announced on a Friday, and there was supposed to be a notebook out Monday, and it came out quite a bit later, which we could talk about later. It was It's a limited edition notebook to go with the pencils. But um, so the pencils are a nod to... Jackie Robinson, who broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball and was also a war hero. It's like super awesome dude. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of echoes his Dodgers uniform, 
but the uh the feral and the point protector which they give free to subscribers echoes the away uniform so that's pretty mm-hmm. awesome so you guys have these in hand yes I, mean, I like literally like right now are you holding one yes i'm holding one right, <laughs> one right in front of me there's there uh i got some uh chris jones uh sent me or i was able to buy a set through him because he got some extras at the at the event and was able to actually secure the the poster he sent me one of the posters that came with it awesome uh, so i was really really excited to have that so and I love, I mean, I love the detail on these and I really, I, I love the, do you know why the Dodgers have 42 in, or like the numbers in red on their jerseys? Have you ever heard this story? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's kind of, it seems like it's not supposed to, it doesn't look right like when you see it sometimes. And I think it's actually blue on the front of their jerseys, but red on the back, whatever. But the original idea is that when baseball began to be televised, the Dodgers uh, changed the color to red because they felt like it popped off the screen more so that people could see, like when they were watching the game, that they would see the number better because red, I guess, translated better into black and white or like made it kind of stand out. Wow. Yeah. I'd have heard that. So I, I yeah, I, mean, I, so I loved seeing that attention to detail because that's the number, their, their numbers are red on their jersey um, kind of traditionally. And so it's yeah. cool to see the two-tone. Yeah, this is the first time they've done a two-tone um a two-tone printing and also it's the first time in a while they've just done a straight um gloss lacquered pencil yeah i'm not counting the twa one i also love this is this is kind of the first time they've used this what they're calling road gray as the ferrule oh, yeah i love so that. i i'm sure that uh, our friend um jason patterson will have a lot of like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like new uh hackwing kind of elements to use from this. i was gonna say i can't wait to see what he comes up with yeah i yeah I was, this is this is how much I know about baseball, but like I, I was, <laughs> I was, I was wondering, I was wondering to this crew, like what, um, like why is it called road gray? Like that seems like a really specific kind of gray to say. Like it's, it doesn't really, it's not really the same color as like streets. Asphalt. Streets around here are a lot darker. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like no, no, this is the travel uniform gray. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess I'm used to baseball parlance or basketball parlance where they they talk about their away jerseys. Yeah, not their yeah, road. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. I didn't know that either. I don't know anything yeah. about baseball. The more you, <laughs> you know. You and me, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Tim will be our, our guide. Uh, most teams, their away jerseys are, uh, involve gray, actually. Like, it's okay. kind of a traditional thing. So, like, I mean, like the A's have a have a gray away jersey. The Cubs do. The Yankees okay. do. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Awesome. So, um, how many boxes did you guys get? <laughs> <laughs> I just did the one. I just got, man, I just got one, but I have to say I had a bit of a identity crisis when those showed up in conjunction with my Blackwing uh, tablet, like the paper, uh, the, what are the, the uh, I'm going to call it legal, legal pad. Legal pad. Uh, the legal pad showed up and it was dot grid and I thought I was getting lined. And so I was like, Oh, bummer. Cause I always like love to make fun of dot grid and, you know, I call dot it dork grid. grid. I just like, I, I don't like dot grid and I don't like the, uh, the balanced core. And then I wrote with those two together and had like a transcendent experience. And I was all of a sudden like, I love balanced grid. I love dot grid. (laughs) I was all of a sudden. uh, Next we're going to get you on the reticle graph. And so I've been, uh, no, that's not going to happen. I'll see your reticle graph in hell. Um, (laughs) There's a title. uh, (laughs) 
I, uh, but I've been, so I've been using like nothing. I mean, I'm using a, a natural now cause that was actually just what was, um, in my bag. Like when I was, when I was coming down, but I've been using the balance core all week. It was kind of like, I've been missing out, which also means that I've got a bunch stocked up that I haven't been blowing through. So I've really been enjoying the, the yeah, that 42 and then also going back and using the 33 and a third and stuff. Awesome. So do you guys want to talk about the notebook? So, um, I mean, it's no secret that Blackwing makes notebooks and they have, um, you know, the Pearl, the black, they don't call it anything. And the, uh, 602, they sort of have a line for each of those colors. So they put out a white slate that has a big blue 42 on the front in conjunction with this, uh, release, which was really cool. Do you think Um, that they're going to start doing this with all the volumes now, or do you think this was just a special? I don't know. I mean, my wallet hopes not. <laughs> yeah. But um, they also did the point protector in the special color, which was yeah. possibly the best subscriber extra. Yeah, that was that was. I really was tempted nice. to like subscribe just for that, um, just for that bonus. But also, I just I just know myself well enough that I I, <laughs> I talk myself out of it. But yeah, yeah. So instead of buying another dozen of these, I bought the um, the notebook, which was thirty bucks. The shipping was nine. That was kind of hefty. Oh, but wow. um you know they they usually get things out pretty quickly yeah plus yeah. like you know if it was five i would have paid for it if it was nine i paid for it whatever <laughs> they know <laughs> like you're already dropping 29 bucks on a notebook that's you know the same johnny, as the uh, other one johnny just give us your just let us access your bank account we'll just we'll just take the money out you won't even have to know <laughs> <laughs> that's I what I think that they know what you're gonna pay for it yeah yeah Sorry. Which wait, wait, wait. So did you end up paying forty two dollars for it to have it shipped? Oh, maybe it was, that was no. Bad. It was like thirty nine <laughs> and change. Ah, oh, okay. Sorry. Just I wait just... till for the Blackwing seventy five. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> no, Black but this one one thousand and one. Because this was sort of like low hanging fruit because they used a new feral, so it was a good excuse for a new um point protector to match. And the white notebooks that they already make like just worked right out. So I they probably they just got this stamped. Too. I wish they would come out with a brown line to go with the Blackwing Natural. That would be cool. Mm. I don't we know could if... use a, a wood cover like the Cherry Graph or something. Oh, my God. That would be awesome. Yeah. So the notebook comes with a 42 pencil, I assume? Yeah, that was a nice touch. Yeah. And, you know, this, this graphite, that notebook will kill it. And the, um, the slate is like super, super nice notebook. I don't, I don't usually have stationery that's so nice. I don't use it, but my Blackwing notebooks tend to just get looked at. For no good reason. I mean, they're not that expensive. But uh, yeah, that's my old. I feel like I got all the good fresh points tonight. But uh, so I'll give up my spot. <laughs> um. Well, my I just have two, and they're pretty quick. Uh, one just giving want to give everybody a plumbago update. Um, they're here. They're back from the printer, and I'm just getting them all ready to do a big, um, big mail out. Hopefully, coming this this long weekend coming up. Um. We, I got all of the contributors. Um, I got them um, their plumbagos in the mail, and yeah, everybody else is coming soon. So it looks really good. Um, I know you. Uh, we we talked kind of back and forth about whether or not we wanted sharp corners or rounded corners on this edi- edition, and I I really like the sharp corners, so I left it. Even though Tim and Johnny, you both were like. Let's do rounded. <laughs> I think rounded looks nice, but like that's got to be so much work, and I'm on the yeah. East Coast not doing it. <laughs> so. Well, 
Well, also, there's like very thin stripes of like accent color on the top and the bottom, right to the bleed of of this edition of the cover. And uh, for some reason, like the to me, the rounded corners like looked a little weird with that accent stripe. So I thought thought it made it look just really good with a a sharp corner. So yeah, gonna get that out really soon. Um, and also, yeah, I gave, I gave away what I was going to talk about, but I was, I was so excited on Thursday, I was going to go to the Relay FM, um, fifth anniversary, like launch, like party. Um, I was going to go, I, I had an extra ticket that I gave to Anna Reinert. I was going to meet her there. We're going to hang out. And then the next day I was going to go down to go to the live pen addict recording. And then the next day I was going to work at Anna Reinert's husband's, uh, letterpress booth mm. at the, at the pen show. And I was going to sell some back issues of Plumbago there. And then on uh, Thursday morning, I got a, I came down with a fever and I was coughing and I basically just got a, like a short, intense summer cold. It was the terrible timing and I just was in bed all weekend. So I did not, did not go to the pen show. It's very mm, sad. So sorry. Oh, that's too any, bad. anybody, I know that, um, Ginny, you were there. Um, I know that Nick, uh, say, say from Blackwing was there. Oh really? Um, yeah. Oh, that would have been awesome to meet Nick. Yeah, he's walking around. Ariel Arias um, was there. Um, several other people like um, uh, uh, Jacqueline Myers from um, I have I never say her blog name right. It's a uh, Inkpothesis, uh, like hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Inkpothesis is what it is. Uh, she was there. Um, lots of lots of cool people. Um, so I missed out on that. Very sad about that. So oh. that is that is it for my fresh points. Um, mm-hmm. Last but not least, Timothy. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I've only got one. Yeah, uh, and that was actually just kind of popped into my head at the last second. And guys, I've got them to send to you. Uh, I'm sorry it's taken so long, but I've got them. Um, so these are some pencils that showed up at Kroger that I think people were talking about in the group some, and I just stumbled across them. Uh, just grocery shopping and just saw them because uh, I, you know, of course can't help myself, but like check and see what shows up. And usually I'm disappointed, but this time there were these uh, pencils and I, this is why I put it in the show notes. I don't know what to call them. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what the brand is <laughs> because it says so many things on the box. It says made in the USA, America's finest American Arbor, natural cedar and white fur. It's just like so much going on, but um, it's the written word pencil company. It's so they're called written word. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, because okay. on their website they have a really cool uh, pencil sharpener. I'm staring at. Okay. So do they that... feel like they have to use more words in order to be <laughs> oh to justify so the name? If I should have uh, looked on the back to the tiny print at the bottom that said written word, and then I would have known <laughs> the pencil company name. It's just like really crappy packaging, and um, and I really really hate when pencils put America's finest or America's favorite pencil. Like just take it. If this would have said American Arbor on the front of it, I would have been like cool. And he's like, you know, just kind of a cool name. But uh, but so they came out with these two that I've only ever seen at Kroger. And uh, one set is made of, and I, it doesn't say the name of the wood, but it's got to be, what are some of the lesser woods? Um, like basswood. Wood. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that bad. But anyways, it's, let's say they have a black matte uh, round pencil that's made with whatever that is. And then they have <laughs> the one that's, that's more interesting that I was really excited about is this uh, round natural set and it's mm. it's also just like really it's really interesting because they and i don't know if this was just kind of a clever way to appeal to hipsters and cut costs but they uh 
they did two different types of wood in one edition. So in, and so in one pack of a dozen, you get six that are made with natural cedar, uh, round and then six that are made with white fur. Huh? Uh, and they're, so they're 12 round pencils, six cedar and six white fur. So it's kind of a cool combination. So, That'd and they be a really write, good comparison. Yeah, it's, they're, they're pretty similar. Um, I think the, the cedar kind of gives you a, a smoother line because it's just like a, a firmer or a, like denser wood, it seems like. And so it's maybe you get a little more sort of like noise on the page or a little more feel from the, from the white fur, but they're both really nice. And so it's a, we've talked all the time about how there isn't a good readily available round pencil out there. Um, and here's an option and it's only three bucks a dozen. So it's actually a really worthwhile find. Sweet. So I, I, uh, I got a couple of them and I got some to send to you guys and, Love you, Jenny. If you yeah. want me, just let me know, and I can send you some. T- send you something because sure. I was there. I was I was there yesterday, and it was like the, still a full stock of them. So um, I can I can grab some. So let me know. Yeah, um, their website keeps saying coming fall twenty nineteen. I'm like, why don't you come out with them before the fall so we can seems, buy them for back to school? Uh, well, I th- it seems like they they got Kroger to like test launch them for them, or like it's like a soft open or something at, at Kroger, yeah. which is a weird soft open. But anyways. <laughs> Yeah, so on their website, they're going to do um, colorful jumbo pencils, too, Ooh. which is awesome. And um, yellow, I wonder if the yellow pencils will be good. I wonder if they'll be round or if they'll be hex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope they stick with round all the way. Developments. Yes. That would be a good things. company trademark. New all things. round pencils. Yeah. All around. Pe- oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. They should have called themselves like the rolling pencil company or something. <laughs> or like fall off your desk and break and you cut that at pencil company <laughs> <laughs> the pencil that you can't hold down right it just keeps moving uh, okay so let's uh let's get into our our main topic our interview with jenny so jenny thanks again for joining us uh, we're all big fans and we're excited to have you here and so we want to pick your brain a little bit um, oh boy! Here for a little while. So, <laughs> no so, pressure. So buckle up. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. Are you a card-carrying member of the Communist Party? Oh. <laughs> yeah. We demand the truth. Um, so, uh, first of all, can you just just tell us a little uh, about yourself, about your your stationary interests, and kind of what sparked that? And yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Anything yeah. you'd like to share? Yeah, I. Uh... I run a personal stationery related site called Three Staples, just to repeat. Um, uh, that's where I blog mostly about field notes. I'm a big fan of field notes memo books. And in case people don't know, uh, the site name Three Staples comes from the fact that the memo books are bound by three staples most Such of the time. Name. Such a good name. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think I can take credit for it. It was my partner's idea, I think, mm-hmm. if my memory serves correctly. Um, so yeah, I mostly talk about field notes there. And um, in terms of my relationship with stationery, um, I think it's just always been a big part of my life ever since I was little. I've always liked doing arts and crafts. So I think I learned from early on how to pay attention to different types of tools and their quality and you know how to compare. So that's, I think, how my love of stationery came about. Um, I'm also into fountain pens and pencils, thanks to your podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I really got into vintage pencils after li- listening to your podcast and learning about CW pencils. And I'm also into uh, I'm also into journaling. So I sometimes blog about tools related to that, like Japanese notebooks and 
gel pens and Hobonichi planner. I I use that daily. And washi tapes. Your, your <laughs> Instagram stories after you um came back from like Japan or wherever you were was amazing with the washi tape. Like with oh, all yeah. the washi tape accessories you had. Yeah, yeah, they have so many different types. I have yeah. I have a washi tape with a washi tape pattern in it. It's like, <laughs> it's, I, I love those. I love uh -huh. those feta tapes and you know stationary related you know little illustration on the washi tapes. I mean, I love feta tape. Yeah, yes, you dog. We hear like washi tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's me. I'm a stationary junkie. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. so yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about, about, um, you know, why field notes? Like why, um, did you decide to start a blog about field notes and not, um, moleskins? Cause you know, they do special editions or some other sort of notebook brand or even, you know, a special kind of pen or washi tape. Like what is it about field notes specifically that you really, really love? Yeah. Um, I think, well, first of all, I, I've tried a moleskin, moleskin, moleskin notebook long time ago. Um, didn't like it, so that's one reason why I never got into it. Um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, it was a sketchbook, and I didn't really like the quality of the paper. But you know, I'm sure I'm not being fair to them. Um, field notes. I think it, I was attracted to field notes because of its design. Like it was really just aesthetics, really simple. You know, very utilitarian. I think I first saw them in one of the design blogs I was subscribed to. I was really drawn to the Futura font, and um, I've never seen any any notebooks like that before. And like in that format, in rounded corners, and and the fact that it says feel notes uh, really drew me to them. I mean, I don't usually like notebooks with branding on the top, like title on the cover, but feel notes somehow. I mean, it is the name of their brand, but it's like it's generic such a enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so. And the fact that it's in Futura kind of attracted me to them. Um, and I saw Raven's Wing, and that really hooked me. And that's what prompted me to subscribe. Yeah, that was such and a then, good one. Yeah, um, I had to subscribe. It was actually me and two other friends. We chipped in for one subscription. Mm -hmm. So every quarter would have to split the shipment. That was a humble beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, as, as I, st as I was, as my collection was growing, I no started noticing all these details, like the specs that they share on the back of the cover. And, and then I started, you know, comparing the older ones with the newer editions. So that became my hobby that became my obsession, I guess. Um, yeah, I also like that they're not meant to, they're not meant to be precious, you know? Yeah. So, and the fact that it's a Chicago company, um, I, spent part of my childhood in the Chicago area. So there was that connection. And um, yeah, and and I was, at the time I was trying to find an easy way to, like a different way of journaling. I wanted to try a different notebook and I thought it was just, there was like a easy way to start. Um, and like I, I wanted to start a new notebook more frequently and I thought field notes had, you know, it it wasn't it wasn't intimidating yeah. to start, you know. It wasn't a thick journal with like three hundred pages or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's how I got into it. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, you you kind of talk about it a little bit, but um, generally 
just every day, what do you what do you use your field notes for? Are you mostly keeping lists, or are you still journaling journaling every day in it? What do you what do you use it for? Yeah, these days I use them um, as like an inbox, like a scratch pad. I I just whatever notes I need to jot down. I used to for years. I used them as a journal notebook, and I would fill every line and. I used to use two a month, but nowadays maybe two per or one per month or mm. one per one every two months. So I've slowed down. But yeah, these days I just, just, just you know, I actually before I used to never take them outside because it was like a personal journal. I didn't want to lose it. And mm. so I would always stay at, you know, stay it, home. It's safe but, to say that you get more field notes than you use probably. Like what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I won't make you answer that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I yeah, I have I have way too much I have way too many. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays I actually you take them outside. I it goes in my purse sometimes. Um when I doodle, I write down grocery lists, um, to do lists, things I heard on the podcast that I want to refer back to, things like that. <laughs> Yeah, and some of the notes get moved to my digital apps. Some of them don't, and never I never look at the notes again. Yeah. But that's my workflow these days. So when filling your books, what sort of writing or drawing tools do you use? Are you a super graphite person, or do you usually use fountain pens in the field notes, or uh, what is it that you enjoy using with that paper and these, these notebooks specifically? Yeah, um, whatever is lying around, but mostly I prefer gel pens. Um, I really like the, the Pentel, um, Energel Euro needle, Euro needle point in 0.35 millimeters. That's what I really like among all the gel pens. And sometimes I use fountain pens. I know there are people who, you know, say they'll, they'll never use fountain pens with field notes, but I don't care. I just, whatever <laughs> is convenient these days. Um, plus I use fine nibs on fountain pens so it doesn't really get too too wet on the page um i also use pencils um like uh what now <laughs> yes pencils um <laughs> dash uh, blackwood jumbo pencil that's another jumbo yeah. pencil i really like yeah. um Man, so that is an absolute unit of a pencil right there <laughs> i love it yeah and um when i have when I carry field notes in the, the leather daily carry, uh, I like to use um, the Caran Dash 849. It's a, it's a, it's a retractable um, hexagonal ballpoint pen, but I don't like ballpoint pens that much, so I take the refill out and I put in uh, Oto gel pen refill. And it fits really, it fits perfectly in the pen tab in the daily carry, so, so that's, that's what really... I use. That's a really attractive like pen case. I or I know exactly which one you're talking about. They have some really great colors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it comes in other colors. Wait, which one are we talking about? The, it's the it, daily it, it, carry, the field notes daily carry. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about that Caran Dash uh, rollerball pen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah sorry. Yes, they oh. come in. I think there are a lot of limited editions too. Yeah. Yeah, but I just have one. Um, it's the gold, I think it's called gold bar. Mm -hmm. Really, really con comfortable to hold. It looks like a pencil. That's why I like it. <laughs> yeah. 
So, one thing I'm on your your site right now, and I'm looking through. Your, you have that page of your uh, your favorite gel pens. Oh and, yeah. And I was I was just re- looking through that, and one thing I really appreciate about watching your like roundup of all these gel pens is that so many of them are like almost out of ink. So it just like shows how much you actually <laughs> use these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're actually yeah. using these things. I love that. There's some of them are like barely filled up, and some of these is, like look actually different than what I'm used to. Like guys, that Sino. The Uniball Sino pen looks different than the one I'm used to. It's, uh, it seems like maybe even sometimes different areas of the country or different areas of the world get different versions of pen bodies, and that's always kind of interesting to pick around yeah, at. I, yeah, I think the the Sino or Signal line mm-hmm. is pretty big, so there's a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, yeah, the gel pens is uh, I used a lot of gel pens when I used to journal uh, when I used to journal in field notes every day. I mean. I mean that was a, that was my my go-to tools for a long time, but mm-hmm. nowadays oh I also like to use um um uh, rollerball ink pens on field mm-hmm. notes these days. I, I just really like how the ink gets like the the finch paper inside field notes like it's just the way that it absorbs ink. I really enjoy yeah how they feel with the rollerballs and. Um, so I use a uh, Uniball Vision Elite, so that's good um, with field notes. So yeah, whatever, whatever I can find on my desk. Yeah. Cool. So if you had to pick, um, somehow, if someone had got you on their podcast and made you say what your three favorite <laughs> field notes releases were, um, I mean, limited or seasonal or even um, <clears throat> regular, um, regular releases, what would your top three be and uh, oh. why? Oh, that's this is this is cruel. This is really tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can I do like three quarterly editions and like three non-quarterly yeah. editions? Um, let's see. Well, like okay. So, in preparation for this question, I went to my own ranking on my website, <laughs> uh, top five, <laughs> and I'm like, how do I choose three out of those five? Well, the first one is easy. It's it's always going to be nice guy, number one nice guy, and then and then today I will pick <laughs> today I will pick Raven's Wing and Day Game. Those nice. three are my yeah, top three quarterly editions. Nice guy because you know um, it's a simple you know all black, very practical. Um, it's not going to get dirty. I mean, even if it does, you won't be able to tell. And there's just really just in just enough visual interest you know in the the holographic foil stars on the back I, I just i just love how they combined everything without overwhelming the original you know style of field notes and i love the stars and constellations as visual motifs so um yeah that's that's an easy pick um it was the first edition to get black staples and radical mm. graph grid by the way so radical graph <laughs> I love it. Red will die on that hill. Just, it's just graph paper that doesn't commit. Yeah. 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 yeah I wrote With an axe di- to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote a giant post on Night Sky at Three Staples, and it was it was a lot of fun to write it. Yeah. I think I I think cool. I spent like forty plus hours on that post. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, Raven's Wing. Um. Again, it's black. I, I like black things, black pencils, black notebooks. <laughs> um, it's simple, 
all solid color with linen texture and the duplex cover. It's it's got that dark gray on the inside with black text on it. And it's really nice looking, in my opinion. And it's letterpress. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's too bad they didn't use black staples then, because that would have been really like all black. Mm-hmm. And then they used uh, orange uh, belly band on it. So I really like that combination of orange and black. Um, and number three, day game. Again, I don't know anything about baseball, but but I really like that one. So yeah. You get three different colors, and um, they're simple. You know, French paper covers, which are my favorite. Foil stamped. Um, I especially like the white book. Um, Mm, or no, that's no, my favorite that, too. Yeah. Oh, that, that one, I like that one too. But like, I like the craft one with the white oil uh-huh. stamping on it because it's mm-hmm. like a slight variation on the the original craft. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. white on the green book. Oh, I love that combination. Um, mm-hmm. So those are my three top quarterly editions. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I might tomorrow I might choose national crop and balsam fir because I, I love the balsam fir too that that white undark you know rich green yeah balsam fir was the first um the first quarterly edition that I ever bought and mm. I I bought um I bought three packs of them I bought one that I gifted to a friend and I bought one that I used and I was going to have one to keep but I used most of that one instead <laughs> little did I know that someday be worth so much more money than I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that one's that one's very handsome. Yeah. yeah. So Ginny, what what does your if 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 Jim Kudal or Brian Dell called you up right now and they were like, hey, we want you to design our next edition. Oh, what would boy. your what would your ideal field notes limited edition set look like? Okay. Um let's see. <laughs> Buckle up, How long everybody. do we have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I I would love to see letterpress again. I'm uh, not gonna. I, I don't think it will happen again because it's probably too expensive and time consuming. But yeah, letterpress would be ideal for me, yeah. or like blind hit, uh, in in the fashion of uh, grass stain green and raven's wing, sort of like that. Um, it'll have to be solid color, nothing too fancy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those who prefer, if you couldn't tell by now, like the older, simpler editions, mm-hmm. and um, and the cover would have to be colored all the way through, like um, not like white cover stock with uh, colors printed on top, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be French paper, but but I they that helps. They, <laughs> yeah, they t- they tend to like them, and they I think they have a relationship. So yeah, and there are a lot of um, I'm looking at. I have a let me grab. I have a booklet of pop tone, French paper, pop tone paper mm-hmm. color samples. And I'm looking at the colors and there are a lot that they haven't used yet. Like um like Razzleberry and cotton candy, these like mm. like pink colors. I would love to see pink colors again. Oh yeah. Uh, or not again, but like in the quarterly edition series. I've yeah. I think because we've seen them outside of a series, like here and there in the branded editions, like point oh and capsule spring summer 2014 and but we've never seen we've seen like little hints of them like tucked in in like editions like um uh uh unexposed and national parks recently but never an 
edition like entirely with like pink. Yeah. And I'm not even a fan of pink color that much, but I think it's I think I just want to see them do it because I think it's it would be a little bit out of their comfort zone. Um just because, you know, I I might get criticized for this, but I think a lot of their editions tend to be a little bit, you know, a lot of Americana, a little bit stereotypically masculine. Um Mm. so yeah i would love to see just unabashedly pink edition <laughs> absolutely make all make all those field nuts bros mad they get mad all the time that's true uh, I, i'm actually screwed <laughs> <laughs> so yeah a yeah. color like solid color you know it doesn't have to be pink it could be like that that um, pop tone grapesicle. It's like a really, you know, pastel, yeah. pretty pastel lavender color. Why not? Yeah. Um, and then What's in graph grid, probably. Mm, graph call. graph grid, just because I think it's that would be more versatile. In a in, and it would have to be colored. It would have to be in a color that matches the cover. I think just a slight, you know. Yeah. In a, 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 very not cool. too bright, not too dark, because that would be too distracting for writing. Not like coastal, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. So that would be ideal. And some, maybe Finch paper and 50 pounds instead of 60 pounds. Because I, I, I'm, I, when they first started using 60 pound in arts, I appreciated the, th- the thicker weight, but I think I'm beginning to like the, the thinner weight. Yeah. Or lighter weight. I, I just I, I just think it makes the notebook a little more uh, I don't know, more pocketable. It it's less precious, you know? Um, and, yeah, I'm with you on that. Because that's yeah. like they still use fifty on like the craft edition, right? And the right. like the Chicago and the uh, Portland ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah, there's just, some there's something about those that it's way easier to just kind of like throw it in your back pocket and just sort of destroy it or just kind of let it let it go whereas like the windows what was the I, I always forget the name of this edition but the new one that has like the streets the the like the road trip ones what was it called oh mile oh, uh, mile yeah. or yeah. whatever it's called like that one was one edition where i like really just didn't like feel like carrying it around for some reason <laughs> for some reason yeah. there's that so there's a, definitely something about the thicker notebooks that make it i don't know less wieldy like mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so maybe it might not be a popular opinion, but I, I'm I'm beginning to appreciate the older editions with the the fifty pound innards. So, yeah. Yeah. So, this is a safe space. Um, nobody listens to this, so you can <laughs> yeah. be honest with us. They'll never hear this. <laughs> um, so, you gave us your three favorites. What's like maybe the one you were least enthusiastic about? Oh, least enthusiastic yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I think when I had the full ranking before, I think Expedition was always at the bottom. Not because, not because it's ugly or anything. I think it looks great, but I, I have no use for that that particular type of paper inside. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I and and Campfire. I think really? somebody somebody here likes campfire. That's you. Yeah, that one's so pretty. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's okay. It's just okay for me. Um, 
I mean, I'm fine. I I, I can use one fine. It's just not really drawn. <laughs> I I'm not really drawn to the covers that much. I like the concept. I just don't like the covers. <laughs> yeah. And utility. I don't do not like utility. I just. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I. <laughs> I can agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it it did it sell out. Did it, I I know it was available for a really long time. I don't I know. Think... There's still some at my local shop. Well, remember how there. remember how that was like maybe the poorest um, like production quality like the quality control oh, yeah. wasn't great yeah and I think that pre- probably prevented a lot of people from buying them because they were just like visibly damaged inside the wrapping. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah I not, just don't. They're not available on the site anymore, but I, I mean, oh, okay. there's well, actually, they've still got that project kit that comes with some of them. Mm. Um, so they're they're hidden in there. <laughs> That's how they're trying they're trying to pull it <laughs> off on us through the uh, through the project kit. But, yeah. yeah, they were they were on the website for a long time, and mm-hmm. I just don't like how the the ruler on the back is kind of set in. Yeah, you know, like the paper is exposed. I don't know what they were thinking there. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, March twenty fourteen was a very very good time for um stationary publication because that's when you started your blog, and also when Erasable started. Yeah. So um, your first post was about Ravenswing, and you mentioned that that was your sort of um, gateway to getting really into field notes. But um, and this was even before the field notes group, so there there wasn't a lot of um, like concentrated internet talk about field notes. I'm surprised um, to hear that. So what inspired you? um, You know, back then when field notes weren't really the thing they are now to start start your blog. Yeah. Yeah, so that was around when I was, you know, subscribing and my collection was growing. So I wanted a way to document my collection and I and I wanted an outlet where I can, you know, geek out over the details. Um, and I also wanted to look back and review some of the older editions, just talk about, the, you know, put my opinions out there and, uh, you know, see how... The older ones compared to the newer ones, and um, and I think I was. I, do you guys remember Signal Noise? It yeah, was, the thirty-seven yeah. signals blog. Oh uh, no, 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 no. Um, I think it's he's a designer, friend of Field Notes and Draplin. Maybe it's it's a he's a graphic designer. Oh, oh, oh. He used yeah. to have a he used to have a page where he would, you know, it was like a gallery of his Field Notes collection. He would, oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, so I was I was inspired by that, and I'm like, oh, I should I should put my collection out there too, and you know, um, yeah, because he used to have like pictures of the editions that he was looking for, and you know, looking to buy or he had just acquired, and um, and I you know wanted to just talk about stationery and just connect with fellow fans, um, make friends along the way, hopefully, yeah, and. Um, yeah, and I, I like taking pictures. Um, so, and and working on compositions and editing them, making them pretty. <laughs> um, and this is like a side goal that I had. It was like um, I wanted an excuse to learn how to make animated gifs and cinemagraphs from scratch. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I can do that with field notes. Um, so yeah, I, I think. I mean, there are a lot of apps like that now that make you, that let you make cinema or animated gifs really easily now. But 
Yeah. I think back then maybe not, but yeah, that was just like a silly tertiary goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I made a so I, I that's how feel uh three state three staples started. I actually um fun fact, I started on Tumblr. Um Oh really? Yeah. And then I know I, I realized that it wasn't gonna be appropriate. <laughs> it was just my post kept getting long and long. So T- turns out we could have like paid for tumblr with our you know pocket change recently did you see that they sold for three million dollars to work oh. what really yeah yeah three million chump change yeah wow tumblr all of tumblr sorry that was a sidebar <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i moved to squarespace um i think i used like a the the, the promo code from pen addict yeah. <laughs> that's what we did yeah yeah <laughs> yep yeah, I'm still on Squarespace, and um, yeah. Nice. Well, speaking of of the way your blog looks, I I think I called this out in the last episode about how just really phenomenal your photography is. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> I think you you do such a good job of like, you know, layout like knolling um, your field notes, but then also like the photos are just so crisp and clear. Um, are you willing to talk for the photography geeks listening a little bit about your photography setup? Oh, oh yeah, sure. Um, uh, I use, let's see, um, I use an Olympus um, OMD EM5 hmm. uh, with uh, Panasonic Lumix 20 millimeter prime lens. That's what I primarily use for the blog. Sometimes there's some iPhone shots in there. I use iPhone 7. Yeah. Um, and then I use mostly Photoshop to edit. Yay. I have a whole like workflow there set up. Um, and then sometimes I use Visco from, for some of the, the iPhone shots. Yeah. Um, and I, I use a, a white matte framing board as my okay. background. Yeah. yeah. Do you just <laughs> use natural sunlight or are you using some sort of a, like a soft studio no. lighting? Yeah, natural light. Yeah, it looks so good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I look at some of my older editions or older posts and I cringe, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I, I have a white mat board that I use as background, and I need a bigger one, but but that's all I use, and I spend hours editing, and yeah, um, that yeah, that's my setup. Nice. Yeah, we were like again, we've talked about it before, but we're big fans of your Instagram presence and you do a really good job of uh, sort of curating the collections into themes. Uh you've I've done it by the print on the inside. We've seen you do like the fall colors clumped together. I I just just looking at a post of yours where you're putting all of the black uh staple like all the editions with black staples together and that's just like one of those really satisfying things to see for people who are interested in this stuff, but I don't know, just what's your process for curating collections together and how you think about that? Does that just sort of come together naturally because you've got such a sort of like <laughs> photographic memory of all this? Or how, no, is, is no, that just that, how you think? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I think I'm, I'm inspired. I think whenever there's a new release out, I would look at the newer, newest edition and be like, wait, I think I saw that color before. Or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this time they use black staples. Hmm. What other editions use black staples? And then 
so that's how I'm inspired. I think that's how I get the idea. And then I look through all my field notes and see if I want to take a picture. Um, I also have like a, I have a page on my website called Three Staples, or not Three Staples, Field Notes by Theme, where I kind of group field notes into little lists. Like, you know, I put, I list all the state uh, editions with all the black staples. Mm. And then, this is great. Yeah, that's my little cheat sheet. I go, I reference <laughs> I love, my own site. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reference my own site. And I go to look at, I look at that and I say, okay, I, I, you know, I pull out all the editions in that list and I take a picture. I don't do it for, I don't do that with every edition that comes yeah. out. That's just, yeah. Really impressive, though. This is really cool. This is, I, it reminds me of uh, John Patterson, who I do the membership podcast with. He's the one who, like, will, like, whip out a spreadsheet and, like, categorize all of Wendell Berry's books and, like, everything gets them all yeah. like, placed and stuff. I'm like, thank you, John. Because <laughs> nice. <laughs> we would not spend this much time. Like, this is really <laughs> incredible. Um, yeah, this is, this is really neat. I'm scrolling through it right now. Yeah, I I try to update it whenever there's a there's a new edition, but but sometimes I sometimes I I uh, fall behind. <laughs> uh, I really I really love the uh, the the phrasing of some of these where you said uh, off white innards, colored innards, thicker innards. <laughs> so I just I really want to start a band now called Thicker Innards. Uh, thicker innards. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wrong for some reason. Yeah, uh, something yeah. Perforated innards sounds painful, but um, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's by no means complete, but but I have fun with it. Nobody yeah. will notice. Yeah, this is <laughs> <it's> pretty impressive. <laughs> and you know, whenever whenever they tease, you know, the next season release, you know, then it makes me wonder. Oh, like what are the summer all the summer editions so far? You know, do mm -hmm. I like them? You know, so that sparks an idea, and that's when I start taking pictures. Cool. Awesome. Um, so I'm sorry, my thing went away. So, uh, recently you've done some Instagram polls comparing different editions. So uh, what is, I'm sorry. Oh, I said, oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, what, <laughs> what have you, what sort of information have you gleaned from these? Like, you know, concerning uh, what, what people are really into? Um, it's really hard to tell. Sometimes I wonder if there's a, a natural bias you know, towards newer editions, you know, mm. like right after something is released, you know, people go, ah, you know, and then that's, that really ends up winning. It. Yeah. But that didn't happen with Mile Marker. Um, but what I learned recently is that they really like national park and national <laughs> parks. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think it, I think I've done five so far. Yeah. Five Instagram polls. Um, with national parks, and I think it won every time. Um, let's see. And it's really hard to tell whether people, like, if they skip voting for the one, if there's an edition they don't have or that they've never seen, or they just vote even if they've never seen either of them. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've learned much from the... <laughs> Polls. I, it's just for my I, amusement, I, but it's been interesting. I always vote when I see it, and sometimes it's really hard. Like you, yeah. you're like, I don't know if I can choose between these two editions. It's a. It, it'd be really interesting if you did like a, um, like 
a tournament kind of a thing, like a, a bracket for. Yeah, for I thought about that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's just too much headache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I think some a lot of people comment and say, "Oh, I don't yeah. know which one, so I'm yeah. not gonna vote." Or, yeah. "Oh, why did you why did you have to pit this one against this one? Those are my two of my favorites. I can't vote." Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> Sophie's choice over here. That's the yeah. in, the inverse of what's wrong with our country right now. Yeah. Um, I like them both so much. This yeah. is yeah. What's so impossible to choose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any? Um, yeah. Any anything before we kind of wrap up that you you want to talk about that we just haven't even brought up so far? Oh, um, let's see. Uh, I have some index cards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. well, Speaking you, our language now. Yes. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> go on. Um, <laughs> if Field Notes is listening, I would really love them to start making the annual recap videos. Do you guys miss those? Oh yeah, oh, those were awesome. Yeah, those were awesome. I just it was a very casual, just you know, just talking about each release, each releases that year. I, I feel like they're they're not doing. I mean, why not? Do it, you know. Yeah, come on. You don't have anything better to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, doesn't seem like it'd be too intense to start that back up. But yeah, totally. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's about it. Cool. Great. Well, thanks, Jenny, so much for joining us. This has really been awesome. Thank you. Yeah. We've been kind of, uh, you know, talking about it uh, kind of in secret for a while. And then in the podcast, it was the previous podcast. We were finally like, let's make this happen now. And I'm glad it happened so quickly. And glad you were available to join us uh, for this. So maybe maybe it's the first of uh, uh, a few visits that you might grace us with for this. We'd love to hear your thoughts on future editions of Field Notes. Oh, Um, sure. So uh, tell people how they can can follow your your work online with uh, with Three Stables. Uh, I can be found at threestables.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram by the same name, Three Stables. Oh, I, I do the field notes um, Instagram polls on every Friday. Okay. So if anybody wants to vote, yep. Yeah. Man, choose be- choose between your darlings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Andy, where can people uh, find you on the internet? I am on uh, the internet at woodclinch.com and andy.wtf. And I have uh, my Instagram and Twitter is at awelfly. How about you, Johnny? I am on the internet at pencilrevolution.com and on social media at pencilution. And Tim? Cool. You can find me on Instagram at Timothy Wassum, and I'm on Twitter at Tim Wassum. You can find the show notes for this episode at erasable.us slash 123, the Sesame Street edition of the podcast. <laughs> uh, please go and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash erasable podcast. And if you're not in our group, please, please, please join our group at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Erasable Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us for episode 123 in a collector series. And we will talk to you soon.